ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the senior pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape in your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Unexpected end. Talk to your neighbor. Say you have an expected end. Turn to another person. Say God has an expected end for you. Glory be to God in the highest. So I'll just stay on some scriptures, about four or five scriptures, and that will do it for me this morning by the grace of God. First scripture is Jeremiah 29, verse 10. Jeremiah 29, verse 11, actually. Turn with me there. Verse 11. If you're there, say amen. It says, for I know the thought that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. Verse 12, let me add it. Then you will call upon me and go and pray to me, and I will listen to you. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Flash the message version for us on the, on the screen. Message version, 29, 11, Jeremiah. Okay. I know what I am doing. I have it all planned, out plans to take care of you not abandon you plans to give you the future you hoped for can you flash 12 when you call on me when you come and pray to me I will listen praise the Lord uh, maybe the first thing I want to say is this can I ask, tell somebody directly that I think it's time for you to start having confidence or start believing in your future Many people don't believe in their future. Did you hear me? I'm putting it to someone. I say, I think the time has come for you to start exercising certain confidence or some confidence, measure of confidence in your future. The reason I'm saying that is this, because you can brag about your yesterday. You can even try to brag about your today, but you don't have any hold on your tomorrow. Other than plan for tomorrow, you, are, you don't have what it takes to execute your tomorrow. Only one person has that ability, the maker. And if he says, I have an expected end for you, don't you think it will be totally out of place? And permit me, please, to be a little hard. Don't you think it would be very rude of you to start doubting the one that can do it and that is assuring you that he has something for you. Don't you think the first place to start is to start to apologize to God that I'm sorry that I even doubt you concerning my future. What you know you don't have capacity for and now you are arguing with the one that has the capacity. Selah. And hear what he says. I know the thoughts I think about you. And as I was thinking that, 
meditating on that, he reminded me. He said, please, 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 before you use your human mind to begin to think for me, my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are my ways your ways. As the heavens are far apart from the earth, he said, that would be the smallest or the tiniest way to describe the distance between We are so parallel. Is somebody hearing me? So I will enjoy my life and live long if I can believe him who believes in my future. Not just believes in my future, who has carved out my future. You see, the difference between God and you and God and I is this. In Isaiah 46, 10, we'll put it there. Glory be to God in the highest. See, God is wonderful, isn't he? Hallelujah. See, Isaiah 46, 10. Declaring the end from the beginning. Why, why don't you go to nine? Let me pick it from nine. Remember the former things of old. And where sometimes you do not remember, but now he wants you to remember. What is want to remember? Remember who I am. Remember the way I've come on the scene in their situations. So do you forget so often or so quickly? So remember these former things of old. For I am God. And I'll put there in the subscript, you are not. For I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. Go ahead. And what makes me different? I declare the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, I declare them done. And this is not just the way, I'm not just starting it. That's me, that's me, that's how I've done it from the time before you were created. That's my style. That's me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, things that are not yet done, say, my cancer shall stand and I will do my pleasure. Hello. Now, why will I go this way? What is this very attribute that makes a differentiate God from us? He declares the end from the beginning. So he who declares the end from the beginning says to you, I will bring you to an expected end. So the question is, who is expecting the end? Who is speaking? So who is expecting an end? Who has fixed the end? So if I don't begin to expect what he expects, I shall change myself. Is someone hearing me? Glory be to God in the highest. I say glory be to God in the highest. Amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen and amen. But why would God be like this? Particularly towards you, I'll tell you. The same Isaiah in 31 verse 3, look at it quickly. And I hope you understand that he, here he was talking to the Old Testament saints. Huh. 
The Lord has appeared of old to me. Jeremiah was writing to the captives or those in captivity in Babylon. So they were away. I mean, they had been flogged and uh, scattered, besieged, I mean, plundered. They were prisoners of war, slaves in Babylon. And yet they were covenant children of God. And so he was writing to them. The Lord has appeared of all to me, saying, Yes, I have loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness, I have drawn you. What I'm thinking now here is this, that when God loves, it's everlasting. I'm sure it's difficult to believe that if I say, you see, I have a lot of shortcomings. I hope you know that. If you don't know, God knows. Uh-huh. But see, I won't deliberately go and live in sin. But I have a lot of shortcomings. God will that I'm better than I am, and he's helping me. But you see, in spite of that, he loved me permanently. He loved me perpetually. Yeah. You say, really? Uh Uh-uh. Hey, don't use your situation to define God. Because you have been battling some illness for a while and you have been believing God for it and doctors' reports are contrary. It doesn't mean that God is wicked. It doesn't mean that God doesn't like you. It doesn't mean that God will not come through for you. He still loves you. Oh, I've been believing God for, to get it, I mean, to, to, at least getting married for a long time. And I've tried. And God says, my heart. I kept myself. All those ones who didn't do it, I, do not, I understand. And God understands. But you see, you are unique. A lot of times when we get into this kind of thing, you, you, you forget. God, I've seen the woman. That's all. Don't even show me any other one. That is it. Pastor, hey, God, God did extra when he was working that on that woman. I hear you. You see, as much as a beauty and a blessing that woman is, she still has another bee. There's a beauty, there's a blessing, there's a baggage. And you have your baggage. And God is probably looking at both of you and saying, ha, she can't handle your baggage. If you marry that woman, she will die before one year. And so I will give you the woman that can handle you. Beautiful for you, blessing for you, capable of handling your baggage. But because you don't know, you limit it to what you see. And you begin to chat out what God must do to give you what you must get. Eh. And when finally your expected end arrives, you say, ah, God have mercy. He loves you with an everlasting love. And will always give you the best for your life at the right time. I will still say a little bit on this. The fact that you don't have it now doesn't mean that you are denied. God knows the times and the season. He knows what is right for the moment. If I give you the best of gifts at the wrong time, it will be a curse. 
And if I give you the worst of gifts at the right time, it will not serve you well. It will benefit you. But God is the maker. He knows what he is doing. Now, if you look at um, um, Ephesians 2, I think verse 4, the Bible says he's rich in mercy. Yeah. But God, who is rich in mercy, because of what? His great love. Just hanging in the air, abstract? No. What makes that love great? What makes it great? Because he's loved me with that great love. That's why I know his love. It's everlasting love. It's great love. Hallelujah. You can see my confidence? Can you see your confidence as a child of God? Don't measure God by what you have and what you don't have. Don't measure God by what, what you think, what prayer you think he has answered or the ones he hasn't answered. Trust him with the whole of your life. That's why he will say, I know what I'm thinking about you. I know why, why, why. You know why he will say that? If only you have a little peep into my heart for you. You will never get to know how God does what he does until you are in him. And even then, you still have to have so much confidence in his methodology. My second scripture, Romans 8, from verse 26. It says, likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray for, as we ought. But the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be altered. Now, he who searches the heart knows what the mind of the spirit is. Because he makes intercession for the saints according, hallelujah, to the will of God. So we know, and we know that all things work together. Hello? For good, to those who love God, to those who are the called according to his purpose. One version says, and we know that for those who love God, all things work together for those who are the called. Praise the Lord. Um, for ease of understanding again, can you give me in passion translation? Listen to this from 26. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty. Okay. To empower us in our weakness. Wait, wait. The Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty. To empower us in our weakness. Go ahead. For example, uh-huh. at times we don't even know how to pray. Uh-huh. Or know the best things to ask for. Oh, wait, 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 wait. For example, sometimes we don't even know how to pray. Or know the best things to ask for. You know you have a need, but you don't know what exactly will satisfy that need. You think you know. I think I know. 
But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to oh. super intercede on our behalf. That the Holy Spirit rises up within us to what? Super intercede on our behalf. To do what? To do what? To do what? To do what? You know why we use super? Just let superimpose. While you are still babbling with what you don't really know how to handle, he comes and overshadows you, knowing what you need and knowing what his heart is for you. He comes in between and connect, it becomes the crossover. He picks your need and connects you with his will and he prays in the exact way that God wants. So where I'm going is this. Even where you think you know, you don't know how to pray. Even where you think you know what your needs are, you don't even know how to pray for it. It's like the man that has a headache and has been praying seriously. He said, this migraine, eh? too much eating in the night. God, help me to stop too much eating in the night. God, too, help me to stop. It is eating in the night. And started starving himself. Why don't you just let the doctors tell you what is wrong with you? When you get there, they will not tell you, no, 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 it's something else that is leading to that. Let's address that. It's pretty similar. You know, while I was thinking about this, the scripture came to mind. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Say, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. You know what? I, I, I thought of it for a while. What was he saying there? I'm saying, God, I need this. You know I need this. And I'm telling God, make it black and white. God knows exactly what to do to give you what you need that will, be, that will meet your immediate need and that will be perpetual in your life. Let him, look, just bring your, bring your petition before him with thanksgiving and let him do it. Don't tell him what to do. That's why a lot of times when God is answering your prayers, you are busy murmuring and fighting God. And yet, without faith, let not that man think he's going to take, get anything from the Lord. James, I don't know whether you've ever experienced it before, particularly when you're dealing with children. Daddy, I want this. All right, but see, what you need, you need, you need some time of preparation. So the moment he says, okay, yes, I'm giving to you. And then you begin to make a move. But they won't let you rest. Every second, daddy, where is this? I need this. Daddy, I need, I said, I've heard you. I'm working on it. Daddy, I need this. I need this. And while you are still working, they are moving the place this way and they are moving there. I said, wait, can, please, can somebody help me, please? Can I get this children away? Let me do what they want. It's the same thing with God and you. If God will give you everything you want the way you want it, you will regret Praise the Lord. In this same Romans, he said, he who did not withhold his only son, what makes you think he will withhold any good thing from you? You are much more valuable than you can ever imagine. That was what Paul was praying, that you was praying that God will let you understand and know the glory of the riches of his inheritance in you. You are the best that God has on earth. 
though you know you have your struggles. And that's why you always aspire to be the best that he has made you. And in a similar way, the Holy Spirit takes hold of us in our human frailty to empower us in our weakness. For example, at times we don't know how to pray or know the best things to ask for. But the Holy Spirit rises up within us to super intercede on our behalf, pleading to God with emotional sighs too deep for words. God, the searcher of the heart, knows fully our longings, yet he also understands the desires of the Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit passionately pleads before God for us, his only ones, in perfect harmony with God's plan and our destiny. So we are convinced that every detail of our lives is continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan of bringing good into our lives. For we are his lovers who have been called to fulfill his designed purpose. Did you hear that? See that every, every detail. Read that aspect again. So, so we are convinced that every detail of our lives every detail is continually woven, continually woven together to fit into God's perfect plan. Together to fit into God's perfect plan. You have desires, you have needs, you have wants, but God looks at the minutest details of your life vis-a-vis his concluded matter over your life, which is glorious. So he will answer you based on what he has ordained. He won't give you less because you see less. He won't give you less because you understand less. He will give you the best for what he has made you for. But you see, the interesting thing is this. It takes the Holy Ghost for that to happen. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, it says, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man. So what makes you think that you can chart the course for God on how to run your life? Is somebody hearing me? I'm trying to tell somebody that get off your own back. Your future is glorious. In the name of Jesus, your future is glorious. Hallelujah. All you need to do, trust him who, has, who knows you so much and has trusted you with a glorious end. It was in the book of Jeremiah, it says, before you were born. How much struggle did you struggle with him before you were born? How much struggle did you struggle with him before you were formed in your mother's womb? How come it's now that you think you are, you are now yourself and a little bit of, uh, of, of, of success, a little bit of, uh, of blessings so you can now dictate to him how he should chart the future of your life? Come on. So what are you saying, Pastor Taiwo? If you bring it before the Lord in prayers, then let him do it. And that's what the Bible means. I'm right. What Jesus means when he says in, in Mark chapter 11, 24, he says, when you pray, believe. And you will have what you are asking God for. Period. Quickly, I'll just give you some examples. Remember the children of Israel? 
as early as Exodus, chapter 3, God talking to Moses, he said to them, to him, he said, I'm bringing them out of that land. And I'm taking them to a land flowing with milk and honey. And God will repeat milk and honey all throughout. Amazing God. The land flowing with milk and honey. 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 That's the destination. But there were still slaves in Egypt. But God has spoken. And then Moses came on the scene. Signs and wonders. Great miracles. But Pharaoh said no. But read the book of Romans. God said I had in his heart. First, second, third, fourth. Wow. I mean, I thought to myself, I said, by the fifth time Moses will appear. I said, ah, Babatunde, please come again. All the miracles and the signs and wonders, we are still slaves. I beg. But God knew what he was doing. He said, I've heard their cry. Who did you cry to? Didn't he hear? He's, move, he's, move, he's making the moves now. But see, if you are not careful, you are let up at the setting. Then he's on the move. And he knows what exactly is needed at the exact time. And what he's doing at the right time is the right thing to do. So the six, the seven, the eight, Pharaoh was still at the mat. But when God was talking to Moses in the, that first day by the, by the burning bush, I'm bringing them out of that land. He didn't tell Moses that Pharaoh will resist you ten times or nine times. So my question is, how much of your God do you know? All things work together for good. Who? To them who love God. To those who are called. No matter what, you are getting there. That's what he's saying in the name of Jesus. No matter the fight, no matter the trouble, no matter the seeming defeat, no matter the fears, you are getting there. You can suffer anything, don't suffer the loss of your faith. By the tenth one before Moses appeared, he said, you will remember this day all through eternity. He's God. In fact, this will be the first day of your calendar. <sighs> Happy New Year. It's God that determines New Year. <laughs> Happy to th- think about it. Happy New Year is not Happy New Year for many, most people. But when God says it's your New Year, it's your New Year. <laughs> Glory be to God in the highest. He someone said that this will be the first day of your years, of your months. This one. What? Because I'm sending you back to him. I've gone nine times. Yours is to follow my instructions. Do you trust me with your future? Haven't you prayed to me? Haven't I told you I've answered? I mean, I've heard your cry. And I'm answering you right now. Just follow my instructions. Otherwise, you want to take it out of the hand of God and do it yourself? Whether it's got to do with your marriage, your health, 
Whether it's going to do with the lives and the future of your children, your business, your career, your family, your ministry. You want to do it by yourself? I can promise you straight away, if you're going to do it by your, strength, by your own strength, I can tell you where you will end. I don't need to pray. I'll just tell you Proverbs chapter 3. But if you let God, I can tell you where you are. Where, 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 where you end. It's not rocket science. Say, believe the Lord of God in what? Believe his prophets. But that last time, if I said to them, say, pack your load, saddle your, come on, carry your sacks. Come on, get ready. Come on, put on your belt. Put on your sandals. Because you'll be chased out. The same forces that has held you down in bondage, you say, please, you are a dangerous. Please leave us alone. What do you need to go? Take, 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 take. What do you want? Take, take, just go. He is God. Will you let him? Or will you do it yourself? Even deep into the ministry of Joshua after Moses in Joshua 5 6, he still said it. But you see, one funny thing is this, which is the nature of man. All through the journey, they kept on murmuring. By the time they came out, the first thing God said is this He said, Take them through this particular route because I don't want them to meet war early lest they become discouraged. God is thinking of your good. And you are busy angry that God is not allowing you to have your way. And by the time they went round and they came to the Red Sea, they said, didn't we tell you? Moses, didn't we tell you? Are there no graves in Egypt? Man always thinks he knows more than God. Amazing. When they walked past the sea, they started singing. Few days later, they murmured again. You can never satisfy man. If God, if, if it's so tough for God to satisfy man, then you can never satisfy man. First Corinthians 10 10. Hear this. I want you to see this. From seven. And do not become idolaters as were some of them, as it is written. The people sat down to eat and drink and rose up to play. Yes. Now let us commit sexual immorality as some of them did. And in one day, 23,000 fell. Go ahead. Now let us tempt Christ as some of them also tempted and were destroyed by serpents. All these were situations on the journey to make an only land. We are told that we are going to experience this or we will see this. Now let us not complain. Now, most bachelors say, No murmur. Hello? If you have murmur in your Bible, say amen. amen. No murmur, as some of them also murmured and were what? Let me say this quickly. You have prayed, you have fasted, and you are moving, and God is moving. Don't murmur.
If I trust in God, don't murmur against his ways. That's why the Bible says, just give thanks. Even in petitioning God, he said, with prayer and petition, with thank, thanksgiving, make your request known. And everything, what? Give thanks. People don't know why they get delayed. Genesis, Genesis, Genesis 50, 20. But as for you, you meant evil against me. He was talking to his brethren. When, the, when their father was being buried, or after they buried their father, and they were scared that now this Joseph that we did evil to is the strongest man on earth, so to say. Now he can destroy us if he would like to. So they came together in alliance, and they forged a lie. They said, our father told us before he died that you should forgive us. Now, Jesus said, look, no, 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 don't, don't even come with that. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God, what? Can you say that this is his character? All things work together. In order to bring it about as it is this day, God meant it for good. To save many people alive. So what should be my attitude? Deuteronomy 32. Deuteronomy 32. Yeah. He said, for I proclaim the name of the Lord. Shall we read together? Ascribe greatness to our God. Yeah. He is the rock. His work is what? Perfect. For all his ways are justice. A God of what? Truth. And without righteous and upright is he. He loves you perfectly. Permanent love. Expected end. Thinking good of you. Working good for you. It may not look good to you right now. The only way you can connect. Know that he knows what he's doing. Ascribe greatness. Because this is the truth. The early Christians knew. It was a common thing. Common belief. Common knowledge for them. That all things will always work together. In fact, the moment you became a Christian, the first thing that registered is that all things will work together for my good. They call it the glorious assurance in Christ. I'm talking to someone here today. You have a glorious tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, please don't ever underestimate what God can do with a small man like you. All God needs to do is to flip you into the right spot at the right time. And that's all. You will be, you, you, you will be an amazement to yourself. But the reason you are going through this corner is so that pride will not overtake you before you climb your last step. He will have humbled you and taught you well. So when you get there, you will value God and you will face your assignment for humanity. Two things God will do, giving you the platform he has given you. Bless humanity and glorify God. That's all. The anointing you carry is to bless humanity and glorify God. The wealth you have is to bless humanity and glorify God. The position you have is to bless humanity and glorify God. And if anything, that should be our prayers for all our leaders. 
If we don't pray for them, we have ourselves to blame. Many don't know what you are hearing today. They don't know. They don't even know why they are there. Many aspire just for the sake of the glamour and the wealth. Which may, which may even be inordinately acquired. But when you know and you come across them and they hear you talk, you are not judging. You are advising. Could that be what God wants to do with you? Could that be the reason why we allow somebody to be there and we allow somebody to be there? Because the one that will be there will hear, the one that will not be there will not hear. You don't know the wisdom of God. But just know that his thoughts towards you is good. Just one prayer point. Say, God, give me grace to follow you to the end. Open my eyes that I may see. Hallelujah. Come on, go ahead and pray. The purpose of my calling The glory of your, the riches of your inheritance in my life and in the saints. And the sudden greatness of your power towards me. In the name of Jesus, I want you to begin to thank God for your life that is special and unique. A glorious life and a glorious future. And begin to thank God for your glorious future and the expected end. The future of your children, hallelujah. The future of the church, the future of Nigeria. Thank God that you have the grace to be a Nigerian on a day like this. Glory be to God in the highest. And give him praise for your life, your health, your marriage, your relationships, your children. Thank God because much more are ahead of you in the name of Jesus. The path of the righteous as a shining light. Your path can only shine brighter and brighter still, even unto a perfect ending. Can I assure you in the name of Jesus, you will finish well. Yeah. I can hear your amen. Yeah. I say you will finish well. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. Your confidence in God will never be disappointed. Yeah. In the name of Jesus. His thought towards you are thought of good, not of evil. You have a glorious ending in Jesus' name. It is well with your life, well with your children. Never you forget for one moment, Jesus himself is your shield, your glory, the lifter of your heads. It is well with your life, well with your children, well with your grandchildren, in the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.